Members of the OG Army, get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Sunday, June the 28th, and we are a mere two weeks away from Fight Island. Oh, my. <laughs> I see the OG Army is forming up in the chat box. Always good to see you guys here. How'd your day go, Ryan? Uh, it's been a long day. I'm running on not much sleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you? still there. Uh, good day. Busy. Um, uh, you know, long, it was a long ass week. Uh, I'm, if possible, even working more hours than I normally do in the, in the summer, which is normally already a lot of hours. Uh, but that's fine. That's how it pays the bills. Uh, had a <clears throat> slightly frustrating incident, uh, earlier in the day with, <clears throat> excuse me. I think the worst part about it is it's not really anybody's fault. Um, as you know, I have these serious uh, IBS issues, so there's very few things I can eat. Uh, it turns out for a nice snack, I found something called pop chips, which is popcorn, you know, basically made in the chip form. Uh, so it, a super busy day. Uh, can't don't have much time for anything. Have the bag of chips sitting there the entire day. Don't have time to eat it. Uh, boss uh, comes to give me a break around one forty-five or so. Uh, I'm like, oh, awesome! I'm gonna go downstairs and eat these chips. So you know. Uh, I'd, I'd opened it up and taken one or two out, but I hadn't had a chance to eat any, anything other than that. So I go downstairs to the break room and I got used to the bathroom. Uh, so, you know, um, you know, take a doozy of a twosie. Uh, so I leave it on the table out there cause I don't want to bring it into the actual bathroom. Take care of my business. Takes about five minutes. Uh, I come out and it's gone. Uh, and, and all three members of housekeeping are standing there. I'm like, uh, what happened to my chips? Like, oh, what chips? I'm like, uh, the ones that were sitting there and, uh, and then the head of the housekeeping is like, oh, I don't, I don't have them. You know, you don't have them on me. I'm like, well, yeah, I know, but they were there five minutes ago and you guys are standing right here. Uh, and, and it took two or three back and forths for to have like one of the assistant housekeeping say, oh, maybe I threw it away. I'm like, well, that's fucking lovely. <laughs> yeah. Which is their job to throw away stuff. That's that the rest of the employees leave around, especially in a break room. I wasn't super irritated with that. I was super irritated with the fact that I, they, you know, I had to fucking grill it out of them. If they just said, Oh yeah, I accidentally threw that out. That would be the end of the story. I, I was had no clue why it took them three or four minutes to finally say, yeah, I threw that out. It, it just irritated the fuck out of me. But the frustrating part about it is it's not their fault or anything. That's what they're supposed to be doing. They thought it was garbage. They threw it away. I, I was just unhappy because it was, I was fucking hungry <laughs> and I was been looking for looking forward to that basically all day. Cause I can't eat, I can eat very little stuff and most of the stuff I can eat doesn't t- fucking taste good. So, oh, well, <laughs> other than that fabulous day, uh, busy, 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 which makes the day go by quick. Um, so your back isn't getting any better, huh, sir? No, I'm still fucking like, it's not. So, it's gotten slightly better, but it's still in a position where, like, I can't find a position to sleep for any extended period of time. Hmm. And that is fucking hell. I can totally re- relate. Nothing's worse than that. Getting, well, plenty of things are worse, obviously. But not being able to sleep is one or top five, I'd say, for bad things that could be happening to you. Oh, look, we've got a call. Let's see who it is. Well, hello, caller. What can we do for you today? Hi, Hi guys. Um, I just want—I just wanted to uh, phone in to address a rumor that I'm racist. Uh, that's wrong. I'm not. I only said kike, and I said the n-word once. Okay, just once. And uh, other than that, this is my favorite show. I'll be here on Wednesday. Bye, guys. <laughs> All righty. Well, that was certainly a call. <laughs> you yeah, got anything? You can call it that. Yeah, you got anything there, Big Dalton? Actually, surprisingly, there is not shit going on, it seems, in the world today that is entertaining. Hmm. Uh, Well, let me, uh, in that case, let me go to the mighty, mighty Yahoo News, because obviously I was at work all day and I did not have time to find anything. And the very first thing I see is Mexico launches raid after assassination attempt of the police chief which is interesting to say the least. Uh, Mexican authorities have carried out a series of raids while investigating the attempted assassination of Mexico City's police chief, according to local media. Omar Garcia Harfuf, that's probably wrong, was yeah, shot several don't, times. Don't, don't read the articles. Don't read the articles. <laughs> well, okay, but basically... So this do, seems like just normal times. Mexico. Like, this is a... This is a normal Mexican headline. 
Uh, yeah, none yeah. of us are surprised with what you just read. Yeah, dude, dude was shot several times, like in the shoulder, the collarbone, and the knee. But supposedly that's not life-threatening. On the other hand, two of his bodyguards and a, and a female passerby were killed. So it's not all fun and games. A female. Uh, yeah, female. A female. A female passerby. Um, <laughs> so that's not good, obviously. Yeah, well, we talked about this the other day. I I can't believe Mexico puts up with this shit. Um, yeah, we and you, as you mentioned, it's mostly corrupt government that lets the shit get away with. But apparently, the uh, police chief wasn't corrupt; otherwise, they wouldn't be shooting at him. Well, that's how you get rid of a non-corrupt police chief, right? No, oh, Jesus Christ! <clears throat> oh, let's see what else the mighty, mighty Yahoo has for us today. Thank God for the internet. <laughs> God damn, Jack. So did you did you at least look at like results or anything of the fights last night? Uh, I glanced over them, um, mostly to read what the, I read a couple articles, uh, while I was taking a poop scare. Sorry guys. <laughs> while I was, while I was otherwise occupied, uh, just to see what they said about Kay Hansen since, you know, I, I feel about, I feel very MMA hipster about her since I knew about her like quite a while ago. Um, and you know, surprisingly enough, uh, apparently somebody bet $37,000 on her, um, uh, because they found a site where she was uh, apparently a pretty heavy underdog, and he won like one hundred and ten or one hundred twenty thousand dollars. And randomly enough, she ran into the say, the dude at the airport. Yeah, I saw that. It's still nothing compared to the guy that dropped a million on Shevchenko. Oh, I don't, I don't, not, I'm not sure if I'm familiar with that uh, story. I, Jay, we talked about that. Did we? There's a guy that bought. Yeah, the, that bet. I think it was a million on. The last Shevchenko defense. Yeah, against the Canadian, right? No, that it was Nunes. It wasn't Shevchenko. That's where we were. Oh, but the guy that bet a million right. on Nunes over the oh, Canadian yeah, okay. chick that you were so sure was going to win. Hey, I never said she was going to win. I said she was going to survive the fight. That's a pretty big distinction. So obviously he won, but he had to have made no, very little money. No, you said she was going to win. That. You even picked her in the predictions, Jack. Yes, that's right. Well, I lying. have no, I have no recollection of that, sir. <laughs> um so obviously damn, she pal. didn't oh look we got another call let's see sorry sorry when i don't miss these when i don't see these right away guys i am normally on another tab looking for things to talk about well hello caller what can we do for you today dude fucking maga bro maga dude yes november it's over dalton it's over bro the obscure curio show is the best show on podbean your show sucks you guys suck it just well. peace Hey, thanks for calling in. <laughs> apparently, it's going to be one of those days, huh? <laughs> yeah, apparently. And by guessing at looking at things, I'm guessing the juicer's bored. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Uh, you know, it's it's been a weird couple of days anyway, so uh, I'm not surprised it's bleeding on over to the show. That's uh, how that shit works. Oh, let's see. What else do we have today? Oh, did you see that they're remaking? We're still talking the... about the fights, Jay. Oh yeah, so I'm you're sorry. scatterbrained today. God I am kind of. I am kind of a little bit. We pull up the results and we'll talk about that shit. That's probably the best thing to do. So that, that way, I stay uh, fucking focused. Uh, well, if nothing else, so... we at least talk about the good fights. Because like at least yeah. the ones that folks that if they haven't got the chance to watch should go back and watch. And then obviously the ones you should go actually watch because you're not an MMA fan. <laughs> all right why don't you go ahead and start <laughs> so most of the main card was actually decent so it started out with julian arosa versus sean woodson um woodson i think if i remember right was the guy with the stupid stomach tattoo that i that i uh predicted against right and right arosa pulled an upset in the third with a nice darce choke hmm. so that was a fun fight oh and apparently woodson came in as the biggest favorite on the card too did he really that yeah, I that's didn't what it's know. Here. Yeah, it, was, it says here on my little website. Um, Brendan Allen versus uh, Kyle Dawkins was a great fight. Back and forth. Good fight. Fucking Perry won. God damn it. <laughs> well, see, I did say that I, 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 did, I believe I did pick him because I thought that this bullshit with his girlfriend wasn't going to matter because he's very recently out of actual camps and training and stuff. Uh, but I also said, on, on the other hand, if he keeps this nonsense up, I don't really expect him to see him winning any more fights after this. But well, he'd, he'd already been trained was, up pretty good. Also, he was fighting Mickey Gall, of all right. people. So. Right. Isn't that dude supposed to have a black belt? I saw some uh, clips of that fight. That dude did not look like he had a black belt. Well, the fight wasn't on the ground much. Oh, I that's what I'm saying. Where, 
Well, yeah, I, have... uh, the couple clips I saw and, and everything I read said that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. But just because you have a black belt, Jay, doesn't mean you're great at taking people down. Well, yeah, no, that's true. But I also, from what I understand, uh, Perry looked really good on the ground with his uh, pass, guard passes and such. And it wasn't so much that. Like, the fight went to the ground a couple times, and generally, Perry is the bigger, stronger guy. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a ton <clears throat> that actually happened on the ground. Uh, like, he threw a few decent shots, like, from full guard, but, like, it's not like he was... Not like he was moving from full guard to side control, to neon belly, to mount, to it, like it wasn't like that. Um, and I, did, so, I didn't see this part, but didn't I saw someone posted uh, uh, that he got like a, a mounted crucifix on uh, Gaul at one point. <clears throat> yeah, so that was late in the fight. You could tell, and I don't know. This was a previous Gaul fight too that he just gets blown up after about two rounds. It seems like he doesn't have very good stamina for a long, you know, skinny dude. Right, right. Well, that may, maybe he just doesn't train it enough. Yeah. You know? Um, I haven't watched many of his fights, so but assuming that he probably doesn't even reach later rounds that often. Well, he has like six fights in his life. Really? Jesus fucking Christ! Something I know like they brought. That, yeah. I, I know they brought him in as a relatively easy fight for CM Punk, but Jesus Christ, that little. Well, they didn't really bring him in as an easy fight for CM Punk. They brought him in with somebody that could get licensed against him and most likely beat him. So when he went um, in there, I think he had one fight total. Huh? <laughs> well, that's uh, that's crazy. The entire CM Punk thing was crazy in the first place. Uh, yet another example that uh, my favorite sport is not really a sport. It's, it's more of an entertainment with some sporting ag- uh, elements to it. Because there's no way that dude should have been fighting in the UFC in any way, shape, or form. And I didn't mind that so much as it seemed unfair to like everyone else who was supposed to be in there and hasn't got their shot yet because CM Punk's uh, doing his thing. Well, I mean, he brought a bunch of money in. That was the thing. Right, exactly. Think about it. Like the only other guy really to ever try it was a guy that was extremely successful, but he actually had a background. Right, right, right. And I, I think it's unfair to call him unathletic because I don't think you can do um, professional wrestling without being a fairly athletic person. But people called him like the most unathletic rest, pro wrestler in the world at one point. And I don't watch professional wrestling at all, so I've never seen that, him do that side of his thing. Uh, but man, people were really harsh on him when he came to the UFC. He's like, oh, dude, he's got nothing. He's not an athlete. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I'm like, well, I assume he'd know how to do something, but over and over, that's what I heard about him, is that he's super unathletic. Well, skills don't exactly, you know, transfer over perfectly from one, you know, from one line of work where the entire purpose of the entire thing is to work with your opponent to look good to actually getting punched in the face. Right. And Bubbles, what I meant was, there is no other sport where someone would be inserted into the highest level of the sport because they thought they would get more eyes on the sport and make money. You don't see that in like the NFL or the NBA or anything like that. No one's going to throw CM Punk onto like, a, you know, let's, let's try him as a quarterback. You know, that's just not going to happen. Uh, that's why while MMA is obviously a sport, it's less of a sport than those because it allows that kind of shit to happen. But it's not that at all, Jay. No. Like if you're if you're talking about like basketball or baseball or football or things like that, of course no team is going to bring in a fucking celebrity to play on the team. Because it doesn't they don't really gain anything by it. They're going to sell out every time no matter what. In it depends the UFC, on the they team. bring them in because it's the actual like league bringing them in just to get more eyes and sell more pay-per-views. Right, but there are plenty of uh, uh shitty baseball and football teams that don't fill their arenas. Uh, you know, why not have him come in? So attract attention, get the people in those seats. See, it sounds silly that way, but uh, in MMA, it's you know it's apparently perfectly acceptable. Oh, we got yet another phone call. I think it's gonna be one of those days. <laughs> Hello, caller. What can we do for you today? Moo, moo. That is clearly a Canadian cow. Moo. That's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, Ryan. 
Well, I just think it doesn't really seem very uh, professional sports to do that kind of thing. And obviously, as you mentioned, it worked out really great with Brock Lesnar, but he had a lot more abilities in the first place. He's someone that could have, and I still think that they should not have brought him in, in that early. He didn't earn it. Uh, clearly, he was good enough to do it considering what his career in UFC was, but I still think that guy should have had like five or ten fights in the in the minor league before they brought him to the UFC. You know, you don't... Uh, you don't find a really talented guy and find a league and let him play one game and then decide you're going to move him up to the pros. That's not how that shit works. If you're that incredibly good, yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, think, and about, it. think about it. Brock Lesnar hadn't played football since like he was in middle school mm-hmm. and he walked on to the Minnesota Vikings. Right. He didn't, he didn't get the job though. Um. Well, no, he could have though. Like they invited him to be like a, a, well, first of all, they wanted him to go to NFL Europe to get a better feel for the game and would probably be up on the main squad like that year. Like he made it to like the practice squad level, which is in- ridiculously incredible. And if you think about football and baseball and basketball and things like that, like a start for those leagues, that's essentially like being the main event of a UFC card. Right, right. But you kind of made my point for me because they wanted to send him over to NFL Europe and actually learn what the fuck he's doing. Um, they weren't going to throw him on the, just take him off the street and throw him on their team. Uh, but on the UFC, they're perfectly happy doing that. And and I, I realize I'm arguing a lot on a topic that I don't really care that much about. Um, but it does seem uh, to make the UFC more like an entertainment sport uh, as opposed to just a pure sport. Well, at it is partly. Yeah. I mean, they also remember they also brought in James Tony. Oh, <laughs> uh, now I'm going to sound uh, so I'm gonna, now I'm going to sound like a hypocrite because I love that shit so much, and he, that guy should not have been in the ring in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, he didn't know what he was doing. Uh, it was light work for Randy. Randy, very rarely do you see an MMA uh, MMA fight fighter out there truly enjoying himself. But you could tell Randy was having the fucking time of his life during that match. Well, it's it literally is the exact same thing, Jay. Yeah, I know. I, I, as I said, I was going to be hypocritical. Um, and but and, and and honestly, James Tony was actually even worse because Brock Lesnar obviously had some skills. Uh, James Tony, not only was his skill set not correct since he was boxing, he's also old as fuck. Um, uh, I'm actually glad it went the way it did because I, I went from seeing going, this is going to be fun to, man, that guy's going to get fucked up really bad. Uh, so when uh, Randy went f- with a single ankle pick and took him down and just started, you know, ground and pound him against the cage, that's basically the best thing that could have happened to Tony because otherwise he was going to have a fucking long night. Well, yeah, that that's what happens when you when you go into a different sport that's not yours. Same yeah. thing how Mayweather carried fucking Conor McGregor to what was it eight rounds or whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. Just because he didn't want to finish it in the first or second. Um, yeah, which was ridiculous. And people still argue, oh no, that's because of how good Conor was. That that's that's how long it took the greatest boxer in the world to to finish him. Did you watch the match, sir? <laughs> yeah, and Conor is a good example of that as well. Um, you know, I think he's obviously he's really good, but I do think that uh, he had a pretty uh, protected career to get him to where he's at, and mostly because of how good he is on the media side. That's the thing; these people are businessmen, mm-hmm. especially when you start talking on like the the boxing side, where they're getting hundreds of millions of dollars. They're going to protect the person fighting them if they know that they're at a very very lower level, as far as they can. Just so there's that inkling out there of idiots that would actually pay to watch it again. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Very, very true. Oh, shit. What else did we, was good about the fights, man? Well, the main event was fucking amazing. Poirier Hooker was an absolute battle. So, like, just, what was it, last week we had that fucking uh, Josh Emmett fight that was one of the best fights I've ever seen. And this one comes along, and like it was a great fight too. Those two just went fucking after it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, from what I heard, it was very, very impressive. And man, despite the fact that uh, the corona is fucking up events left and right, and we're, s- we're seeing very little of this, you know, big stars uh, except for here and there on the pay per view, pay per views. It's actually been a whole bunch of really good fights, man. You know, was there's already uh, four or five fight a year of the year contenders already, and it's already only halfway through the year. 
the thing that the only thing that sucks about it, like, and there were people that that will argue this both ways. Like, I wish there was a way that we could keep some events for being at the apex moving forward. Uh, do you mean the apex specifically, or do you just like the entire no crowd thing? The entire no crowd thing. Well, the, and the apex is built specifically for it. Like they're they're generally in the the smaller cage. In yep, the smaller cage, like there's more action. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of good things about it, and it's just being able to hear the corners freaking out, and like actually really hearing like strikes digging in. Like it's just a it's a better experience to watch. But obviously, UFC wants to make the money. You can't blame them for it of, you know, getting extra three or five million dollars on, you know, a gate plus, you know, concessions, their cut of that and everything else. So, right, right. And now that the UFC has accelerated the amount of events that they put out each year, uh, that's significant money because it's not just like a pay-per-view once a month. Now it's one of pretty much a, a, a fight card a week, sometimes two. Every once in a while, there'll be a couple week pause, but you, in an average month, you will see three or somewhere between three to five fight cards. Right. So, yeah, so, yeah. going forward, if they could find a way to like do more of this, I, I think it would be great. I think it's better for people that are watching and kind of learning the sport. You learn it better, hearing everything and like hearing those adjustments and everything else, but yeah, it probably won't happen. Do you think uh, now that Dustin's up at 155 comfortably, do you think he would do better against Connor this time? Or do you think Connor would starch him again? Because while, while I've been dogging on Connor, Connor, he did fucking starch him. <laughs> this version of Poirier, who's looked really, really fucking good, mm -hmm. I, I think it would be a much better fight. It's still, it is a matchup that does favor Connor because he's not like he's a big 155er. And he is primarily a striker. Like he's not just going to take you down. He's not really much of a a threat there. So it's one of those kind of custom made counter fights. Mm. But it would probably be closer, especially if nothing else. Just Poirier actually keeping busy. Do you do you believe there's anything to that uh, notion that uh, you'll lose your chin? Like uh, one of the things I read were where people were saying that why uh, Dustin would do better because his, he didn't have much of a chin at 145, but at 155, he's able to handle it way better. Is that a thing? Actually, depending on how bad the cut is. Because if you're really, really cutting and you're completely dehydrating yourself, like you are going to be more apt to being knocked out just because, hmm. I mean, your body is deteriorating at that point. Hmm. Interesting. So that, cause uh, that was the main thing they said, you know, I thought it was something I was reading on the UG or something. Uh, it was actually a thread, you know, saying how awesome Connor was because, you know, cause he could knock out, uh, um, Dustin while hooker couldn't, uh, couldn't handle it at all. And the, the response was that's because uh, Dustin was at one forty five instead of one fifty five. Well, yeah, that's definitely going to be a thing. And it's just, people trying to make that comparison it's just lazy and dumb right right like you have no idea how that fight would run back especially with right. the run that poirier's been on versus the run that mcgregor's been on no lacquer run <laughs> well that's what do, I you mean. Know, do you think he's actually retired someone said he didn't tweet at all last night about any of the fights well that's because none of them really have a, a huge impact on him I don't know. That's a lightweight. He he wants to pretend that he's interested in lightweight. So uh, I would have figured he'd uh, be challenging Dustin again or something like that. No, I think they're pretty much just waiting until uh, Gaethje and Habib have their fight. And then I'm sure McGregor will probably try to jump in to be next in line. Mm. Whereas I think probably the next fight to make here in the in the interim is as quickly as you can turn it around. You try to have Poirier versus Ferguson. Right. Um, apparently my dog is calling in. Uh, I'm guessing this, this, this call's not going to go well, but let's go ahead and find out. Well, hello, Sadie. Why are you calling me? Uh, hey dad, rough. Um, I just wanted to know, like, do you not love me and Lulu or something? Like, why won't you fix the fence? <laughs> the fence works perfectly well. You guys cannot escape. Yeah, it's a good we thing. Can get, too. We, can, we can get underneath. 
no, no, no. Detroit, no. Detroit is dangerous. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, crazy people running around, Dad. Like, come on, like, good, good. call the Mexican or something. What the fuck? <laughs> no, it, actually, it was the they installed guy wires and it works. It's okay, uh, perfectly it's okay fine for now. me to say that I'm Mexican. I'm Mexican. I'm a Chihuahua. <laughs> No, it's uh, yeah, they fixed it just fine. Uh, when they came back out, the guy wires hold everything in place, which yeah, is a good we'll thing. See, we'll see, we'll see about that. <laughs> oh, come here, little dog. I've got your sister Lulu in my lap. Um, I, it's actually a good thing Rich. that that fence is there. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing that that fence is there because um, we've had a um, a coyote sighting uh by our in our near our house. Uh, the neighbor called us the other day and said there's a coyote in the backyard wandering around. Uh, so we better be careful for our dogs and cat and turns out they were 100% right. Cause when I got home the other day, I went out to let the dogs out I'm looking and I've got a large yard. It's a, it's a full acre. So the, uh, and the house is near the front of it. So the backyard is pretty big. Um, and sure enough, I saw a, co- a coyote wandering in and out of the tree line at the back of my yard. Um, why the wife is obviously pretty concerned about this cause coyotes aren't really, uh, something you want around your little dogs and cats and stuff. But it's a six foot fence. Uh, I don't think a coyote is getting over it. So I, th- I think they're fairly safe. Yeah, I don't know. Your dog just said there's a gap at the bottom. Yeah, there, well, the, 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 yeah, there, there was a gap that we had them fix. And at one point, the bottom of the fence was way too loose because they did a shitty job on it. But they came back out and put guy lines or guy wires or whatever they're called on all of it. And that fixed most of that problem. Nothing's getting underneath that, really. Um, they'd have to get over say it. say that. A, a starving coyote, like uh, things gonna find a way. Well, if like if you gave it time to dig underneath it, it, it might possibly be able to do it. But yeah, we don't let the dogs out all day. They go out and come back in. I mean, they can they can sit out there all day if they wanted to. But at the, if we're doing that, that means the door to the back door is open, and I'm sitting here in my den, so I'd be able to hear something that was going on. They would they would start barking that thing way before I could be able to dig underneath the fence or anything like that. Likely story, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Besides, it coyotes are only about twenty pounds anyway, so it's not a huge animal. Uh, uh, Sadie's about sixteen, and Lulu's about thirteen, and fucking Sam's like twenty-two pounds. So, realistically speaking, if that coyote coyote got into my yard, uh, my cat would fuck it up. <laughs> uh, hypothetically speaking, I, I've never seen Sam try to fuck up anything, but he, yeah, you know, being a cat, pound for pound, cats are way uh, more uh, better fighters than dogs are. So, and the, and the coyote can't be much bigger than my cat. Jay, if you honestly think a house cat is going to kill a coyote, you are insane. Well, uh, we all know cats are better fighters than dogs, uh, pound for pound. Uh, Like I said, hypothetically speaking, Sam should be able to handle a coyote. Realistically speaking, Sam doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He'd uh, he'd turn around and run away. Uh, But if you took a a regular 20-pound cat, like let's say take a 20-pound alley cat that's fought other alley cats all his life and is like a stray, that would fuck up a coyote. No, no, it would not, Jay. We'll have to agree to disagree on that one. uh, So you're saying pound-for-pound cats aren't uh, better fighters than dogs? It's uh, it's all going to depend on what they actually are. Like a house cat or your just typical like feline cat, not a big cat. It's not going to fare well against a hunting coyote. Hmm. Right. But like, for example, a bobcat, a bobcat's probably about 20, 25 pounds. It would fuck up a coyote. I'm still, still skeptical there, Jay. All right. Uh, I'll have to YouTube some, some of that shit later on when we have more time. See if there's any examples of bobcats fucking up coyotes or something like that. Yeah. That would be like your, like your one in 10 thing where a, bobcat beats a beats a coyote but like uh like you're talking about a legit predator against a house cat yeah. and you're well, fucked let's, let's see how much do coyotes weigh google says 15 to 46 pounds that's a pretty big fucking range <laughs> this did not look like a 46 pound uh um coyote it looked about the same size as my cat maybe a little bit bigger so i'm gonna guess it was only about 20 pounds um, uh, I, I, but re- realistically speaking, it's not an issue anyways, that, uh, that coyote, coyote is not going to come anywhere near my house. Obviously now I wouldn't like want my cats and dogs to be outside overnight, which I have done to my cat once or twice. Um, 
when we first when we first got the fence put up back there and the cats started going out there uh there was a couple occasions where we didn't realize he was still outside we locked him out for the night uh he learned that shit really quick though now now you come to the door uh and you know it, he'll look at you and if you tell him to come in he comes running in because he does not want to be left outside again he's a fairly smart cat for that fair enough <laughs> all right well that was a tangent to go on uh let's see do we got any more mma stuff or do i have to start looking for shit to talk about uh it doesn't seem like there's a ton of ton of headlines out there other than the fact that you know fight island is is almost upon us yes yeah, yeah that'd be a, a goddamn great fight card do you th- uh they the usc posted a, like a picture of them building a like an octagon or an octagon up like with a with the sunset behind it or something like that do you think they're going to do that that's obviously got to be like a photo prop they're not seriously going to have like the uh um fight on a in the octagon in the middle of fucking nowhere it's in an arena right right that the uh octagon they were putting on the beach was like for training and shit like that oh god yeah someone's gonna want to train in that holy shit dude you know that the floor will be like fucking lava uh what they say it's like averages 105 there or something this time of year well yeah it's not exactly you know hawaii (laughs) and man that'd be horrible uh i hate working out once it gets above like 65 in my room (laughs) You know, 85 would be fucking horrible. 105, I don't see how you could function like that as an athlete when it's that hot. Ah, it's really not that terrible. It's not fun. Right, right, like, right. I mean, anybody that ever has done a wrestling pro- a practice, like you are in a room that's generally over 90 degrees with no mm-hmm. ventilation, and you're pretty much just getting cooked for like two hours. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be no fun at all. <laughs> uh, I'm well, sorry, Tabby. We're, we're, fun, we're, so. we're, I'm sorry. I do have an anti-cat uh, prejudice today, so we won't be taking your call, sir. <laughs> um, really? Is it, is it not as bad as I thought? I mean, because when lifting weights anyways, once it gets pretty hot out there, it's very like exhausting. I can tell, tell a huge difference between uh, you know how I feel after a workout in 65 and a workout like 85, for example. Yeah, once you're kind of used to it, it's not terrible terrible like i said it's not fun but it's not that bad all right call back tab if you want i'll take your call i said i never uh denying people's calls and i won't start now <laughs> if you really want if you really want to call up and talk about cat shit you're more than welcome to i mean on one hand we're having a really weird show on the other hand i think that's the most calls i've ever gotten uh, before <laughs> I don't know about that. We, I mean, we have done, you know, like 14 hour fight companions. So there's that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, fight companions and keeping shit of stuff, uh, keeping, <laughs> keeping track of stuff rather, as it turns out, uh, Wednesday will be the 100th episode of the other ground live. Uh, obviously we're way past 100 when you count all the uh, fight companions and stuff like that, uh, as far as hours and things like that. But for the official show, Wednesday will be our 100th episode. Um, I'd like to do something special, but I can't imagine what. Well, get on that, Jay. This is your baby. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to think of something. Um, we just had Serena on a couple weeks ago, so we probably don't want to pull her, pull her in again. Uh, I'll, I don't know. Maybe I'll beg people on the internet. You never. One of these times, it'll work. You just need to set your set your expectations a little lower. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I've been trying to. Uh, I don't always just send it to ridiculously uh, uh, famous people. Um, I do try lower on the totem pole uh, as well, uh, although I haven't had much luck with it so far. But there's a couple ideas I have for the next day or two. Well, we'll see what you can pull together. If not, like it's going to be a gigantic disappointment, and it's going to be completely your fault. Yes, it will be. Uh, Mel Mackian wants me to live stream from the garage hot tub while smoking wax and eating Domino's delivery. Well, unfortunately, that won't work because I've quit smoking wax entirely and I can't eat pizza anymore because my IBS. So that's uh, that's uh, unfortunate, but I won't be able to fulfill your request. I can live stream from the hot tub. <laughs> I just won't be smoking wax and eating Domino's. Yeah, we don't want you getting, you know, 
electrocuted or dropping an ice microphone in a hot tub. So let's uh, let's not go for that one, Jay. <laughs> no, probably not. We all know my track record with uh, agility and things like that. I would totally fucking fry myself in the hot tub, which uh, I'm still unsure of. I, you know what? I enjoy that hot tub quite a bit, but goddamn, the electrical bills are fucking expensive on it. Yeah, it's a, it adds about a hundred dollars a month to my bill, and I, God know, and that's like in March and May, uh, March and April and May. God knows what it'll be in the fucking winter. Uh, my, my wife is, uses it way more than I do because she has all, various aches and pains and shit. Uh, I'd like to keep it up for her in the winter, but it might not be financially feasible. I mean, if, if it costs a hundred dollars in March, what's going to cost in December? 200 bucks. See this, this is the time that you invest in, you know, some solar panels, <laughs> solar panels, and run off, and then run off like a, one of those Tesla batteries and just have it completely just set aside for your, for your hot tub. <laughs> uh, unfortunately solar panels are still expensive as fuck <clears throat> my uh my wife's uh, dad had had some foot on his house which is hilarious because i think the uh he lives in pontiac he's got a nice little house but he doesn't live in a great area he's lived there since the 80s so he refuses to believe that it's a bad area because he's like oh no you know i've never had any problems like like he, which makes my wife laugh because he got his ass kicked like in the early 90s at a party store or some shit like that uh but he spent God knows how much money has solar panels. I think probably, I think $30,000 was the number I heard and put it on a house that you can buy for $60,000. <laughs> I mean, if he's never going to move or anything like that, you know, uh, plus he's like 70 something. I'm like, dude, you'll be dead before you get your money back on this project <laughs> and you can't sell it. Uh, you know, you're not adding $30,000 of value to the house. You're not going to be able to sell that fucker for a hundred thousand dollars now. Um, so to me, it was a really odd choice. But on the other hand, I am really fucking jealous that he got it done because I'd love to have solar panels all over my house. Maybe he just cares about the environment, Jay. Ever think about that one? Huh? <laughs> no, I had not thought of that at all. I hadn't even considered it. You're right. I'm an asshole. He's just trying to help out planet Earth. Goddamn right. Get your solar <laughs> panels for your high-class inflatable hot tub. Mm. Otherwise, you're really going to have to go low key and get like a you know a generator that can be you know charged by pedaling a bike. Ooh, possibly a tricycle. Then you, well, no, then you can just sit out there, you know, like a hamster on a wheel, and recharge <laughs> it every day. Yeah, yeah, that dude, that dude's an odd dude. Um, like for example, recently he spent like twenty grand to buy a uh, um. Ford Thunderbird, not an old one like the newer models, which are still kind of old now because they stopped making them. You know what I'm talking about? Like the 2000s uh, Thunderbirds. It's, it's, I uh, think uh, I remember seeing them. They, they weren't that great looking, so I don't remember exactly what they looked like. Right, right. And I think they're convertible or like hard top where you can take off the top or some shit like that. Uh, and I looked it up. He, get, he didn't get a bad deal at $20,000 uh, for the car. But what amazes me is the dude that doesn't have a driver's license and hasn't had one for years and years and years. I'm like, why are you buying cars? Your wife has a car. She drives you around wherever you need to go. You can't drive this car. I, he, he, he bought it cause he liked the car, but it's not like a collectible car. Have you got a decent deal on it? But it's low miles and all that good stuff, but I can't see it. Like that's not why he bought it. He bought it cause he wanted it. I'm, and I can't imagine buying a car if you don't drive. I mean, you bought a Wookiee suit. Like yeah. some people, just make odd decisions in life, Jay. That is true. I, you know, and uh, I'm, I can't begrudge him on that, obviously. But yeah, it was just seemed very odd to me. Uh, let's see what else we got today, sir. I'm um, going rolling through Yahoo News. Oh, did you see that they're remaking uh, the Princess Bride in the dumbest way fucking possible? Nope. Have you ever seen the Princess Bride? I think I already know the answer to this one. <laughs> No, we've talked about this before. I th I've seen it before. I can't recall much of it. Like, oh, it okay. just, and again, right. it's something that anymore it doesn't hold up. Like, I think right. I saw it on probably like a year or two ago, and like watched like five minutes. I was like, I can't do this. Ah, uh, well, it's a very beloved uh, film for many, and I'm laughing my ass off because I've seen a couple people post the article about it, and they're like, "Oh, they can't be doing this." Da, 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 da. No. They're not doing it. When I say they're doing it in the dumbest way possible, I 100% mean mean it. What they, What is happening is a whole bunch of big, famous Hollywood people fucking during quarantine got together and decided to act out scenes from The Princess Bride and record it on their cell phone. 
uh, which is why every scene is like from di- different actors. Like no one, no one person's playing the entire uh, one act, one character for the entire movie. They keep on switching it back for, for, to different actors and different, you know, from scene to scene, which is fucking retarded. <laughs> and they're going to try to sell this as like an actual movie. They said it's going to come out in a, like in the uh, in a couple months or something like that. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure what they probably mean by that is it's going to come up, come out in a couple months is something that you can download for five bucks that goes to some charity yes and that's exactly what it is it's going to be i'm sure it's going to be super duper cheap and it is going all the money from it is going to a charity uh so it's not not all bad but it really cracked me up seeing all these people complaining about it that obviously had not read the article at all you know they saw the headline that uh joe jonas and sophie turner are remaking the princess bride Uh, and then if you look into a little bit further uh Joe Jonas is playing uh, the chick, and, and uh, um, Turner, uh, Sophie Turner, is playing the guy for their scene, anyways. Uh, and there's, and there's actually a whole bunch of big names doing it, which is why I thought it might have been semi interesting until I realized they weren't doing a real movie; they were just doing like scenes on their phone. So it won't be as horrible as I thought it was going to be, but it's certainly not going to be great, I imagine. Yeah, I think I'll I'll skip that one. I really don't. Yeah, if I want to give money to charity, I'll do that. Don't necessarily need to buy a video of celebrities being bored. Right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, that's a uh, um, Daniel Tosh did a couple of jokes about that. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to walk a 5K for anybody. I'll, I'll just give you some money." <laughs> yeah, the that entire like do stuff for money thing has always kind of cracked me up. Um, you know, where people talk about, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk 5K for cancer. I want you guys to all to donate and do this, that, and the other, and yada yada. You know. Like it always seems a weird way to uh, make money for a charity. I mean, it must work as far as actually getting extra money. So I, I guess some people like it's, it's a driver to give that they wouldn't normally do. I, I guess. I, yeah. That just seems so weird. You're like, you're like, which please, would you give to the national cancer fund? No, no, I'm not gonna do that. How about if I walked 5k? Oh shit. You didn't, you should have said that in the first place. Here's some money. You know, that just seems like a weird thing. I don't know, Jay, if you asked me if I wanted to give a bunch of money to cancer research right now, I might mm-hmm. say no, but if you told me you were going to jump off a trampoline through a door that had a bunch of tacks and Boy, cars and Legos on it. I yeah. I would probably give you some money to do that. Uh, yeah, I get. I guess it's always a, a matter of perspective. Because um, real in reality, that's kind of what happened with uh, Superhuman. All that money he made was basically a donation to. Oh man, look at this guy fund. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, and, and he made quite a bit of money. So yeah, you know, yeah I guess it does work. And not as much as we thought at first, you know, at one point I thought the dude make, made like $100,000 in donations until I realized, uh, you know, he was like one thumbtack, equal, uh, $1 was like 10 thumbtacks or some shit like that. It turns out he only made about $10,000, which is still a little, whole bunch of money for uh, an hour's worth of work. Uh, but I'm, just, I'm not sure if it covered his hospital trip because we know for a fact he broke a couple fingers with that rat trap uh, trick. Well, yeah. But I mean, eh, it's just a couple fingers, right? Like he had to come out ahead. God, I don't know. Do you think that dude has health insurance? I would hope so. God, yeah, I'm me sure too. His health insurance doesn't know about his occupation. <laughs> Man, that's got to be a poor deal for them. Because that, uh, seriously speaking, that dude has to be going to the emergency room every couple of weeks or so. And I think most of that stuff he's doing is more just kind of bumps and bruises. Mm-hmm. I think the rat traps were kind of a new and bad decision. <laughs> yeah yeah that is true um you and i were gonna go to the hospital from a thumbtack uh, even if it's a whole bunch of them <laughs> jeez brother. yeah the rest of it I, like, i'm sure he's had a few like bruised ribs here and there and he's probably yeah. fucked up his back and all that sort of fun thing but generally he's not breaking bones right right oh look we got jay's brother in the chat box uh that looks nothing like my brother you should you know i i think i've posted him on the on the og before you'll have to go find the picture <laughs> man we're having a weird day at the chat box uh, so far i've seen four different versions of me my dog uh my cat my brother <laughs> all i can say is it's sunday and i'm thinking forest and juicer just that they're having kind of a boring day and, and needed some entertainment 
<laughs> well, that's just fine. That's what we're here to do, to entertain and inform, mostly entertain or, or mostly inform because apparently we're not really good at either of them. But you get a little of both when you come to the uh, other ground live. Oh, let's see what else we got. Uh, do, 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 do. I don't want to talk about politics. Um, 85 Corona cases have been linked to one Michigan bar. <laughs> yeah, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. You're doing yeah, so well. Yeah, and that's and it's in East Lansing, Michigan, which is basically where the state capital, uh, the east side of it, anyways. So that's it's not like it's. So it's a a fairly urban place. Um, I kind of expected to see things like this pop up in the more rural areas because they were actually allowed to open uh, sooner than we were here in the urban areas. One moment. Yeah, but generally it's going to be the the urban areas that you see any sort of outbreak anyway because people are on top of each other. Like the rural yeah. places, you're never going to see like huge outbreaks. Because I'm sorry, in Paducah, Kentucky, there's like 3,000 people and they're all like probably social distancing without knowing it. Mm, at least 80 people who visited Harper's, Harper's Restaurant and Brew Pub. God, I'm bad today. I uh, caught the visit at... Uh, no, you're right. I shouldn't be reading articles. I, I'm not very good at it. Uh, apparently, about 80 people got it after they went to that particular bar. Um, and, the, and the health officials are asking anybody who went to the bar between this date and this date to self-quarantine for two weeks, which is not going to happen. Because honestly speaking, if you were all that worried about the virus, you wouldn't have went to the bar in the fucking first place. Right. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. Like it's, and, and it's not like they're doing as crazy as shit anyway as some of these other states. Like... Florida and Texas are like melting down. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just amazes me that people don't take it seriously. Look, if you want to debate on how deadly the virus is, that's perfectly fine. Cause there's all kinds of different numbers from different sources. And it's really hard to pin down how deadly serious it actually is. Nobody should be arguing about how contagious it is. It is way more contagious than the common cold or the flu or things like that. You don't see case this shit happening with all these other stuff. You know, and yes, I know they don't track it the way they're tracking the COVID, but it's clearly obvious that COVID is really, really contagious. Yeah, it absolutely is. So, and, and well, and there was just the, the headlines that came out that China is having to lock down another portion because they're getting a second mm-hmm. wave in areas. Right. So like they're starting to lock people down again. Florida, I think, has put some restrictions around like bars Texas has basically closed down bars and put extra restrictions on restaurants. Like these places that just opened up that went from, you know, completely closed to completely open. Like it seems like that's not a good way to do it. Right. Right. And at our, at my country club, it there, they take it pretty serious because there's lots of, ooh, excuse me, because there's lots of old people. Um, and we don't want anybody to get sick and die. Some of the members themselves seem to take it a lot less serious. Um, the vast majority of them I see you know, are wearing masks, but I've seen like uh, some of the older dudes come wandering in without a mask. And I'm like, would you like a mask? Or, Mom, I'm just heading for the locker room. I'm like, dude, you are the person we're trying to protect here. You know, I can see if some 30 year old wants to go bopping through the, ho- the lobby to get to the locker room. It's not a big deal. Uh, well, you know, I still would rather they wear a mask, but we can't force the members to wear anything. It's their club. Uh, but these older people, it always amazes me when one of them doesn't take it serious. I'm like, dude, you could die. I mean, th- you are like 75 years old. Uh, you know, you are like the target audience for this whole fucking thing. And you don't seem to care. You know, um, I'm told I don't get outside, but I'm told like outside, you'll see them like buddying up next to each other with uh, no masks on like good though. We had a big golf tournament while well, small this year, but one of our, normally our biggest golf tournament of the year over this last week. And uh, I has other employees telling me that like, you know, they were lining up for the barbecue like right next to each other and they're not wearing any masks and things like that. Uh, apparently they think the, the COVID doesn't uh, spread outside. And, and that's a big thing too. One thing I have noticed is that everybody's eating outside. Like last night we had, um, 25 tables i think it was uh, about 90 100 people which is a moderate day for us not a, it's a slow day for the summer but it's been a lot worse than that all 25 of them wanted tables wanted to be outside not a single person wanted to be inside and normally being nice out that's a uh, that's not that uncommon but nobody wanted to be inside and a lot of people told me that if they c- couldn't be outside they weren't coming because they were worried about the covid thing why do they think it doesn't spread outside well, it is scientifically safer outside. 
it still definitely spreads, but it is safer outside. Why? Because you know, uh, it doesn't get, get contained as much? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same idea of anything, right? Like, if you take a bunch of people that have the flu and you stick them in a box or you stick them outside, like, one is going to be much, much more dangerous as far as spreading a disease. Oh, right, but then you see them do shit like like line up right next to each other for the barbecue. Even though we have signs saying, "You know, please honor social distancing" and all that good stuff. Um, but my point being, was like once they get outside, they think they're perfectly safe, and that's not the case at all. You could still definitely get it if you get too close to somebody, uh, regardless of whether you're inside or outside. Well, yeah, but I mean, we all know, and it's been made perfectly clear over ninety six shows that people are stupid. Yeah. Yes, very true. <laughs> we are 100% established that. Uh, let's see. Oh, and Speaking James Alexander. Stupid people. Uh-huh. So did you hear about the guy that uh, decided to take a swim in a uh, Bass Pro Shop uh, tank? <laughs> uh, would this by chance have happened in Florida? Close. It was Louisiana. Ah, just decided that look, that looked great in there, huh? <laughs> no, this is this is even worse. It's a it's an idiot that decided that he was going to say on TikTok that if he could get two thousand likes, he would take a swim in the Bass Pro Shop Aquarium. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! He got two thousand likes, so he actually fucking did it like an idiot and then got arrested. <laughs> I wonder what they're gonna uh, charge him with. Uh, not trespassing because they let him into the store. Uh, public mischief or something like that. I imagine. I'm sure there's some of that stuff. There's probably like a, there's probably some sort of vandalism or destruction of property or something like mm. that. Cause I mean, they have to, they have to go and fucking empty and clean a 13,000 gallon tank after this dumbass decided to jump in it. Well, why do they have, why do they have to do all that? Uh, I mean, it's just a giant aquarium. Don't they have filters and stuff? I'm sure they have some of that, but you don't know like what the fuck is going on with random dudes swimming in your tank. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um on the other hand, why would why would they care? They let people fucking fish in that thing. So it's not like they're looking out for the fish's where well where <sighs> welfare uh, or anything like that. Still, like it's it, yeah, random guy diving into your tank, like I'm sure you don't want to lose everything. Like that's an expensive fucking tank. Everything yeah, in yeah. it. It's pretty expensive as well. Guy jumping in it, probably going to contaminate it and fuck up the ecosystem there somehow. Hmm. So you're going to want to safeguard against that and drain the goddamn thing and clean it and get everything back in there. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, you ever had an aquarium before? Obviously not one of that size, but like a regular one. No, I have no desire to, you know, basically throw some some poor fish in a prison just to look at them and have them die in like three weeks anyway. <laughs> it's not quite that severe. Um, my mom had a couple while I was growing up. She liked to, she liked fish in aquariums, and she always did freshwater because uh, it's a lot less expensive than the saltwater ones. Uh, I never had much desire for it myself, not because I'm particularly concerned about putting fish in prison. I don't think they're smart enough to realize it. Uh, but it just seemed like a lot of uptake and care for something that really wasn't really worth it to me. Cause any, uh, aquarium is a lot of upkeep, uh, regardless of whether it's a fresh water or salt water or whatever. When you say they're not smart enough, like it depends on what you're putting in your tank. Well, yeah, we're talking about fish like this. I'm not putting a dolphin in there. <laughs> we're talking about like beta fish and like just various, the various uh, minnows or whatever. I don't know what the fuck you put in a fish tank, but I refuse to believe that something that's not even as big as my hand has a brain big enough to realize it's in fish prison. Well, you never know. Maybe they do. <laughs> Maybe they well, see you fucking sitting there peering at them going, this fucking asshole. Well, that's like I can that's swim like, for four seconds before I have to turn around. This is bullshit. <laughs> well, it may, it, maybe it's like that Joe Rogan joke. I, I'm sure you heard his bit on zoos, right? I yeah, I've heard a lot of his stuff on zoos. Right, right. You know, fucking giraffes don't seem to give a shit. They're in, in a zoo. <laughs> that's the best thing for him. They're like, what? And, you know, uh, no lions that can come and eat me or anything like that. Free food. And the only problem is I can't walk as far as I want. Hey, that seems like a good trade off to me. 
Yeah, um, it might work for some prey species, I guess, but it still seems a little fucked up just on principle. No, and don't get me wrong. I have very mixed feelings about zoos. I enjoy them because I like animals and I like looking at animals and checking out like exotic animals that there's no chance I'll ever see in real life other than a zoo. Because uh, it is a different experience than like seeing it on TV or something. But I realize zoos are fucking suck ass things for the animals. And, and being an, uh, an animal lover, uh, it's weird for me. I like I shouldn't like zoos. I should realize that they suck. But and I haven't been to one in like 10 years or anything like that. But I, I kind of like zoos. I can't stand them. Like, I understand there are some out there that are truly there for, like, conservation's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I'm okay with those. Like, we're trying to rehabilitate species and all that good shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, other ones go in there to watch fucking apes and monkeys fucking inside cages. Like, uh, yeah. That's yeah. a little fucking far for me. Yeah. And you and they'll, when I speak of zoos, I, like, I don't like those exhibits. They make me feel bad. Uh, they're way too close to us. It does feel like you just put someone in prison, but like with like a rhino or a, or a giraffe or something like that, you know, eh, yeah, that's cool. They don't seem to mind. So I don't mind. Uh, and the Detroit zoo was actually a pretty good zoo. As far as that goes, it's uh it's well known and it's, it's not like the old style zoo where they got them all like in cages. Each of them have like their own environment and shit like that. Um, they, as a matter of fact, just put in like a penguin exhibit a couple of years ago. That's supposed to be like world-class and really innovative. Uh, and, and it seems like most of the animals have plenty of room to walk around and do stuff as opposed to like, you know, uh, prison zoos, uh, back that they used to have. Yeah. But if you look at the scale of like real life, I don't care how big of a cage you put them in. It's still pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And as I'm, as like I mentioned, you take I the go. largest zoo in the world, like that's still not anywhere in comparison to free roaming. That is true. And as I mentioned, I do feel hypocritical about it and I do feel bad about the animals there, but I can't lie when I say that I don't enjoy looking, going there and looking at the animals. Um, but uh, as I mentioned, it's been 10 years since I've been there and I don't really have any desire to go there anytime soon. So apparently I don't like it that much. (laughs) Well, you also just don't like going places where people will be. Yeah, that is very true. Um, we're trying to plan out a vacation here in a, in a couple months. It's just like a two day thing or something like that. Uh, we wanted to go. We wanted to go to our favorite place in Port Austin and uh, stay at this little place called the Beachcomber Motel. I think I mentioned it before because it's got a room right on the beach. You're literally fifteen feet from the water. Like you can you can op- open the windows and listen to the surf and all that good stuff. Uh, unfortunately, they were booked up uh, for the dates that we wanted in August. As it turns out, they're booked up completely until mid-September, which surprised the fuck out of me because they only started, we only started letting people back doing this kind of things less than a month ago. So a month ago, they had zero reservations. Apparently, you tell you tell everyone that they can go out and do stuff and everyone fucking goes out and does stuff. Um, we're currently looking to see if there's someplace else we want to stay there or possibly go someplace else. But I suspect I'm going to have this problem with any of the normal like tourist vacation sites in Michigan that we'd consider going to. I can't believe anything in Michigan would be booked up for tourism. Oh yeah. Well, and Sly Dog mentioned Traverse City. Actually, Sly, that's worth thinking about that. I haven't brought that up to my wife uh, yet, but I was talking with the head chef at work and he suggested that he says it's very beautiful. Uh, of course he was all talking about wine reasons, things like that. Cause he's a wine person uh, and that wouldn't be me, but uh, he, made several suggestions on places to go in Traverse City. That fucking whiner. <laughs> you dude, I wish I enjoyed wine. It seems like an interesting hobby, you know, uh, uh beyond the obviously just drinking the drink part cuz a lot of lots of people like, "Oh, this wine pairs with this and th- this wine's that. Oh, this one's this old, but this one's from this place." And the, you know, it seems like an interesting hobby, but since every time I've tried wine, I thought it was fucking gross. It's not really something that I can get into. Uh, you're a wine person? No, the only time I'll really have wine is generally oh. like when I have to go and like be taken out that's... by vendors and shit like that. Right, right. Where yeah, they'll I buy forgot. expensive wine that's specifically paired with what you're eating, but right. Like I, yeah. especially the super old wine, like that shit, <laughs> I don't even get. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> I have no desire to drink something that was concocted in like 1940. Yeah, yeah, and nine times out of ten, it's bad by now anyway. So. It's very rare for uh, the wines to last that long. 
uh, we had a case, we had a, uh, a case where that did happen a couple of years ago. A, uh, one of our members brought in a bottle of wine from like 1931. I think it was, uh, had us open it and didn't even drink any of it. So apparently uh, like a couple of the employees had it and they said it was pretty good. Uh, but the wine guy at work who, who ha- was one of the people that had it, uh, he said it was re- pretty surprised that it was still good because you know the odds of that are getting slim once it's really that old yeah I've just, yeah i've never understood that whole thing i've just and i guess i've also just never understood it because i've never had like and i've had some relatively expensive wine like there's not that big a difference yeah it's and kind of the same thing right right and there's and there's other the wine is not the only thing that does that I don't know what this is. I think it's a cognac or something like that called King Louis the fifth or seventh or eighth. It's, I can't remember the name of it, but it's fucking like $3,000 for a, a fifth of it. Yeah. I don't understand any of that shit. Like yeah, once that, you start getting above like a little over like a hundred bucks a bottle of anything, I'm like this, just the benefit of this just doesn't necessarily outweigh the cost. Right. Exactly. Um, Thank you, Sly. I'm sure I knew I knew Sly would know what it was. It's King Louis the Thirteenth, uh, or no, uh, no, that'd be the the Eighth. Hey, I, I had to think about it for a second. Yeah, that'd be King Louis the Eighth. Yeah, uh, that shit's expensive as fuck. But we sell it uh, bottles of it on a fairly regular basis, uh, and that always just blew my mind. As you said, I've tried different liquors before, and obviously some were better than others. So being a Jack Daniels person, uh, obviously I've tried regular Jack Daniels. Then the Gentleman Jack, which is delicious. And then even better is like the Jack Daniel single barrel. So I do understand that there are different levels to this thing, but that's the difference between like a $20, a $35, and a $50 bottle. Uh, once you get past that, I can't imagine how much better can it be. You know, if someone offered me a $2,000 bottle of Jack Daniels, I can't imagine there's any way that it could be that much better than like the $50 single barrel stuff. Yeah, I'm with you. There's there's a point of diminishing returns, and I think it's it's generally around the hundred dollar mark. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Um, well, maybe I, a little I over, maybe a little under, but like right. yeah, when you start talking like a thousand dollars for a bottle of something you're just gonna drink, mm. like that sounds fucking stupid. Yeah, and I realize for some of these people, the uh, three thousand uh, dollars for them is way different than three thousand dollars for us. Uh, I was arguing with somebody on the internet about that when it came to cars, uh, apparently someone bought a, a, a Lamborghini and crashed it in the first 20 minutes. And there's making, com- someone's making comments of the, how ridiculous it was that someone could spend that type of money on a car in the first place. And I pointed out, I was like, well, it's not, it's a matter of perspective, really. Uh, plenty of people buy a 30 to $60,000 car while they make somewhere between 30 to $70,000 a year. Uh, so if you can afford a $30,000 car, if you make $50,000 a year, clearly you can afford a $300,000 car if you're making like 800000 a year. And, you know, and the, the guy said, well, that's why you're poor because you think like that. And I'm like, dude, he never responded. But my answer was like, okay, how much money do you think you should make a year before you can afford a $30,000 car? How much do you think you should make a year before you can afford a $60,000 car? Uh, I don't, I, it just blew me away where that he said you know, that, you know, someone who uh, made uh, 60 or $70,000 shouldn't be buying a $30,000 car. I'm like, well, fuck how, how that, means, that means you can't buy cars. Well, and part of it. So like when you start talking about these people that are buying supercars, like for the most part, like these are people that they will continually buy these over their lifetime. But the good thing about it is, is once you buy one of those things, like they hold their value so much better than any other type of car. Yeah. Yep. So yes, you end up at the beginning, you make a kind of ridiculous purchase and buying like a hundred thousand dollar car. But the great thing is a few years later, when you want another hundred thousand dollar car, your last one is still worth $80,000. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and that varies from, from supercar to supercar, but uh, for the most part, that's true. They don't depreciate quite as much. Oh, why not? We'll give it a shot. Welcome, caller. What can we do for you today? Just bring the cheeks, and I will commence to clap. <laughs> well, that was short but sweet, wasn't it? I think on that note, we should probably end the show. Uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up in the chat box. We can't do the show without you. I want to thank all the people that made a call today. You made it for an interesting, if confusing show. Uh, I want to thank my co-host, Big Dalton. I couldn't do the show without you, sir. 
Uh, what you got, Dalton? I've got two things. Number one, Jay, this mm. Wednesday, episode 100, get your shit together. <laughs> I will, sir. Past that, really, yeah, the only thing I can say is, uh, fuck, I need to go to sleep. Um, but fuck all y'all. <laughs> you guys have a great night. We'll see everybody tomorrow at 6. Bye-bye. Hey!